Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Hurt My Life and your host of the I Hurt My Life show. This is episode 78, what I learned about success from Jessica Simpson's new book. So about a week ago, I had the pleasure of actually meeting Jessica at a conference. She was one of the keynote speakers and she was there ahead of the conference to sign her incredible new book called Open Book. Now, I honestly hadn't gotten around to purchasing it. I've been a fan of Jessica's since I was about 13 years old when I saw her open for 98 Degrees in Columbus, Ohio. And I've been following her journey, obviously, as a singer, as someone who has been a television personality, as an actress, and now as a the owner of a, a billion-dollar brand, which obviously is incredibly impressive. And I've always admired her honesty and her ability to just be who she is. And I was really intrigued by this book because I know that she mentions in the book and has shared publicly that she was approached to write a book on happiness um, about, I think she said around 2003, 2004. And at the time, she was considering taking the deal. It was for a lot of money. And yet she turned it down because she didn't feel like she could truly be herself in that book because as you come to find out in the current book, she actually wasn't happy. And I really resonate with that because I think so often we are taught to put um, put on a face, put on a brave face for the audience that we're serving and for the public. And it can be completely different behind closed doors. And so I was really intrigued to see what this book would be all about. And honestly, I've been blown away by it. And I'm not someone who says that lightly, but I've absolutely loved it and have been unable to put it down because it's so real and raw and just relatable. And I remember last week, Jessica was sharing from the stage that she is just your average woman. And sometimes when celebrities and, and billion dollar brand owners say that, you think to yourself, like, really? Like, I feel like we're <laughs> a little bit different at this point. But I could see what she was saying, and I definitely saw it in the book because she has the same struggles that most people have, and she's gone through things that have been very challenging. And so today, I wanted to uncover eight of the kind of success tips that I discovered in this book. Now, she was, like I said, very real about all the things that she might have done wrong, all the challenges that she faced, all the things that she could have done better. And like I said, I was really looking for all those key components of success that helped her get where she is today and, um, you know, not only create this billion dollar brand, but have a beautiful relationship, have a great family, uh, really have the impact that she's having right now in the world. She even mentioned from the stage that one of her initiatives going forward is going to be in health and wellness because she's been every size in the book. And at this point, she's learned a lot about her body and and what it's taken to lose the baby weight, but obviously things that are much deeper than that. And so that's one of the directions that her company is going in. So anyway, I wanted to share this with you. My hope is that you do read the book, but I wanted to share this with you regardless of whether you do or not, because I think it's really important that we always look to people who have paved the way and who have been great inspirations to us um, in whatever way that is and great examples of what's possible and really break down how they did what they did. So let's dive in. Right. So today I'm going to share the eight success tips that I uncovered and really resonated with in Jessica Simpson's book, Open Book. Now, whether you like Jessica or not, it truly doesn't matter. We cannot deny who she is and what she's been able to create this incredible billion dollar brand. And I've always been a true admirer of her and even more so now after reading this book and seeing firsthand everything that she's gone through 
And I really want that to serve as a reminder for all of us to make sure that we are not in judgment of others because we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know what other people are experiencing. And so we need to really show up with love and admiration and appreciation for all those people who are out there doing it. Because I guarantee if someone's out there, they've created a billion dollar brand Heck, if they've created a six-figure brand, they've had to go through a lot of things to get to that point. So first and foremost, I just want this to be a reminder that, number one, anything is possible. And number two, let's not be so quick to judge. Let's really show up with love, especially as women supporting other women, because again, we never know what other people are going through. So the first thing that stands out to me is Jessica's mindset around wealth, So she did not grow up in a wealthy family. In fact, her parents experienced a lot of hardship and struggle. She was the daughter of a preacher, and her mom at one point started to teach aerobics at the church uh, to make some extra money, but they never had a lot of money. In fact, Jessica talks about how they were always in debt. They had to move a lot. They lived in a tiny home and apartment. And um, she talks about the fact that, you know, money wasn't a part of what her family experienced. And yet there was one day where she passed what she describes as a kiosk, and it had all of these little ornaments hanging up there, and it had different names on the ornaments. And then below the names, it had the definition of what or the meaning of what each name was. And hers said the wealthy one. So it said Jessica, and then below it, it said the wealthy one. And in her mind as a child, she thought, you know, okay, well, that's awesome. That means that I'm going to be able to make a lot of money. She didn't realize that what it really meant was rich in spirit, but she took that with her throughout her childhood and into her adulthood. And there was even a story, a point in the story where she talks about how years later, her parents used to buy lottery tickets and they would give one to her and one to her sister, Ashley. And she always knew innately, she knew she was going to win money. There was even one time where she scratched off the ticket in full belief that she was going to win something and they won $1,500 and they all pulled the car over to the side of the road and started screaming. And I share this because I think it's so it's in alignment with what I teach every single day with our clients at I Hurt My Life. So what we need to do is create the belief system around wealth and start to believe that we are truly wealthy. We have everything that we desire. We are capable of massive wealth. We are capable of bringing in money. Because when we start to shift our belief from the belief of lack into, you know what, I'm gonna do this. I am the wealthy one. Then everything starts happening for us. It's so true. We are a magnet based on what we're, what our belief system is. And so I just loved this example because Jessica, from a young age, whether someone told her or she saw it on a little ornament, she believed that she was the wealthy one. And I can't help but think that that obviously served her well throughout her life. Clearly, right? She has a billion dollar brand. They're going to, I'm sure that she's going to be in multiple billions in the near future. The sky is the limit for her. And what if we were all taught from the get-go that we are the wealthy ones? We are the successful ones. We are the intelligent ones. Replace it with, with whatever adjective you desire. But whatever it is that you're craving right now that you feel is not in your life, I want this to be a reminder that you can shift that literally right now today by starting to transform the thoughts that you have about yourself and your current situation. And remember that you are the wealthy one. All right, number two, and I'm going in chronological order here based on her story. 
So the next success tip, I feel terrible calling it a tip. It's so much more than that. But the next success lesson is being willing to continuously show up even after you completely fail. So Jessica talks about a point where she tried out for the Mickey Mouse Club. So back in the day, for those of you who don't know, um, there were some really famous people on that stage. You had Carrie Russell, you had Ryan Gosling, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. And Jessica tried out to be a part of the show. And she was up against all of those people. I believe it was um, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. Um, those were her top competitors. And obviously, that's a, those are some very talented women. And so she was basically um, at the final audition, audition, and she was told by the producers that she was basically going to make it. Uh, but then on the final, the final day when she went out to sing, she completely bombed, and she ran off the stage crying, no- knowing that she blew it. And she shared later that they were actually supposed to take eight new cast members. She was going to be one of them. They had eight spots, but they actually reduced it to seven because she didn't make the cut. And so literally they reduced their numbers instead of just taking her on. And she shared, you know, how she went into complete meltdown around that and literally cried for days and questioned whether she was capable of doing what she wanted to do. And her parents had a lot of issues with it as well. Her dad was adamant that she should keep going and that this was going to be possible for her. Her mom wanted to protect her and didn't want to see her hurt and was hesitant to allow her to really do anything in the in show business at that point. But she knew what she was capable of and she had gotten a taste of that that bug of singing and performing. And so she kept moving forward. It might have taken a while, it might have taken a few months, a few weeks, whatever it was to pick herself up again and keep moving forward, but she kept moving forward. And I think that's such a great reminder for all of us. We think that all these stars had everything handed to them. We think that they had the amazing, you know, record deal or book deal or whoever it is that you're following right away. But it's taken years. And I was thinking about this at this point that I'm the time that I'm recording this episode. Jessica is nearly 40 years old. And in this book, it chronicles her whole life. And and I'm not sure the exact age that she was when the Mickey Mouse thing happened, but I know that she was either a preteen or a very young teenager. And so I was just thinking about the fact that, you know, it's been like 27 years of her putting in the effort to move forward with her dreams. And so many of us are looking for that quick result. And I totally get it because I'm someone who loves that quantum leap and that you know, that extreme, extremely fast progress. Um, But that's not the norm. And we're seeing people as they are right now. But again, we're forgetting to really take a look at the different chapters that they experienced in their life and everything that they've been through. And so, again, the reminder is to be willing to continuously show up regardless of when you fail, regardless of all the challenges that come your way. The next one is everyone starts at the bottom. So she talks about doing her own hair and makeup. She talks about driving herself to um, different shows, like all of those experiences. Again, it kind of pertains to what I was just saying. We have to remember that sometimes we feel like we should we're entitled to do less or have the team members doing everything that we don't want to do, like literally this second. And we have to remember that we have to be in the weeds for a bit of time. Now, I'm not going to put a timeline on that. I'm not going to put a time limit on that. Everyone has a different speed at which they grow. But we have to be willing to really get in there and get our hands dirty. 
And honestly, that's a requirement for all my team. If you're just going to be in your role and you're not willing to get your hands dirty when push comes to shove, you're probably not the right fit for us at I Heart My Life. Because there are times where I'm in there building landing pages. There are times where I'm in the inbox answering emails, right? Sometimes we just have to get it done. And so taking the ego out of it and recognizing that we are where we are, and yes, things can change, and yes, at some point we'll have the assistant and we'll have the dream team and we won't have to do all these things, you know, be real about where you're at right now and be okay with that. Be 100% in and give it all you've got. And frankly, from a team perspective, I always make sure that my team are team players. Are they willing to get their hands dirty when we need them to? All right, number four is not everyone will love you. So Jess talks about how she was actually booed on stage many times, especially when she opened up for 98 Degrees and people found out that she was dating Nick Lachey. Um, There were times later on when she was booed at a Dallas Cowboys game for uh, interrupting the focus of her then boyfriend, Tony Romo, as he started to uh, basically lose the game. That's how the fans saw it. And so... She talks about the fact that, you know, clearly not everyone loves her. And she even has a phrase that she says, you know, people can stomp all over me as long as it's my name on the bottom of the shoe. And I thought that was so, so cute and just uh, appropriate, obviously, because she sells sells shoes. Um, But where I'm going with this is we again, we want everyone to like us. And from an evolutionary psychology perspective, there was a point in time where we had to have everyone like us in order to survive. But now that's no longer the case. You can be successful. You can create a billion-dollar brand, even if not everyone likes you. I actually don't own anything from the Jessica Simpson line. I've seen it in stores like Macy's and I don't know where else, but I've seen it. And she makes beautiful things. But for whatever reason, I just haven't ever purchased anything. But clearly, she's very successful. Clearly, she's making it happen. She knows what her market is. And that's amazing. And I think so often we do get hung up on wanting to serve everyone, and it's not actually necessary. And we actually break this down in one of our trainings all about um, how we were able to create seven figures in our company. And I actually break down the amount of units that we sold of what it is that we were selling, our products and our programs. And it's so interesting because our our seven-figure year was made up of about 500 clients So 500 clients out of everyone in the world, out of the three and a half billion people that are that are online. Right. And we think we need everyone to love us. We think that if someone writes a negative comment or doesn't understand what it is that we're trying to do, that like our business is going to crumble. We're not going to be able to make it happen. We think that if not everyone loves us, then. You know, we're not going to find that that man or that woman of our dreams. So all of these limitations we're putting on ourselves and we're so reliant on this idea that everyone needs to like us, it actually stops us from moving forward. And it stops us from speaking specifically to our target audience. Like Jessica is very clear that her line is for the everyday woman. So she's not looking to create a luxury brand Because she knows that in her heart, she wants to serve the woman who is the everyday woman who might not be able to purchase something that's $1,000 or $300 or even $200 or $50, whatever it is. And so she knows who her market is. And I think that's, again, such a powerful reminder to be very clear about who you're speaking to, who you're selling to, and really own it. All right. Number five is looking for the gaps in the market. So there was a point where Jessica was on newlyweds and her mom started to realize she and her mom both started to realize 
that they were they were being sent lots of clothes and Jessica would wear them on TV or in the cattle in the magazines and they would end up selling out. And then they got the idea of, you know, well, why would I wear somebody else's clothes? What if I created my own clothes and then was able to have my own line and sold that to the fans? And so they started to look at, you know, where there were gaps in the market. Like I said, she started to see that for the everyday woman, there wasn't the the like level of fashion that she was craving. She's since seen that same gap when it comes to um, pregnancy wear and baby clothes. And so she's definitely expanded. But they started to really get creative with how they were going to make money. And you have to be really... Um, how do I want to put this? I'm in total admiration for her because she was doing this before other people had their own personal brands. This was back in, I think she said 2004. And so she was one of the pioneers of celebrities, not just being singers, not just being on TV, but actually like being in business for themselves. And so she and her mom created this amazing Jessica Simpson collection. And that really leads me to my next step, which I'll talk about in a second. But it was because they were they were willing to look outside the box. They were willing to see where the gaps in the market were. They were willing to get creative with how they were going to make money. They were aware of what their fans actually wanted. And I think so often we have our head like in the weeds when it comes to our business and we keep doing the same thing over and over again. And we forget to take a look at what people actually want from us. And we forget to take a look at what's fun for us. So Jessica is very honest in that she doesn't find doesn't feel like her her mission in life is to have a uh, a fashion line, but her mission is to transform lives and impact people, and that's one of the ways that she does it. And I really loved how she differentiated this between um, you know the person who has a very specific passion, like she said, actually it's her mom who's passionate about the fashion line um, in the sense that that's really her purpose, whereas Jessica's uh, purpose is a bit more general in that she wants to have impact. She wants to change lives. And I think we do get hung up around like, oh, am I a coach or am I a consultant? Am I selling products? Do I have an event business? We get really stuck on those details and we forget that maybe our purpose is actually more of a mission statement. And there's a variety of different vehicles that can get us there and allow us to actually fulfill that purpose. And so I loved her spin on that. And again, just being willing to look at the gaps in the market. One of the things that I heard from the creator of Create and Cultivate, uh, Jacqueline Johnson, she was actually on one of my friend's podcasts, Lori Harder, who has a podcast called Earn Your Happy, which is beautiful. And they were talking all about how people come up to Jacqueline, who, by the way, she's the one who had this conference where I was able to meet Jessica Simpson. People come up to Jacqueline and they say to her, well, how do I do what you do? And I have to admit, I've totally been one of those people. I'm like looking at Create and Cultivate, which is now a $14 million company. And I'm like, this is freaking awesome. How do I like move? I hurt my life in this direction, so to speak. And she said that that's actually not the right question to be asking. The question to ask yourself, especially if you're looking to pivot or create something new, is what are the gaps in the market? Like what annoys me right now where I could bring a solution to the table? Instead of trying to copy people, let's take a look at what clients actually need and are craving because she said that's exactly how she was able to create, create and cultivate. She saw that there was a need for female friendly, for lack of a better phrase, conferences, like conferences she actually wanted to attend that were geared towards women, that were fun, that were beautiful, that were not in in stuffy boardrooms. And so that's what she set out to create. 
And I see that Jessica Simpson did the same thing, you know, looking at where she could put her stamp on on clothes that were for the everyday woman. And so my encouragement to you is be be willing to look outside the box, be willing to look at the gaps in the market. Think about for yourself, what is it that annoys you? What problem do you want to solve that has yet to be solved? And that's most likely your billion dollar idea. All right. The next tip is asking for help. So as she moved forward with this fashion line, she was obviously, you know, quite successful as a singer and on TV with newlyweds. But at the same time, she was out of her depth in terms of building a brand like the Jessica Simpson collection. And so she was not under any illusion that she could do this by herself. And so she asked for the help from the founder of um, Nine West, the shoe company. And he was obliging, luckily, met with her and ended up, um, I don't know if he was he was a shareholder in the company, I can't remember, but he invested in the company to get it off the ground. And he mentored her for years. And I loved that story about how she was willing to ask for help. She reached out to someone who was like at the top of their game, right? She went right to the top, no dabbling. And I think that's so important. We do dabble. And sometimes even when we're looking for mentors, we look for that person who is maybe just good enough, not necessarily the best. And my encouragement to you is to always go to the top. And whether that person is available to work with you or mentor you or has, you know, um, the program that you're looking for, the opportunity you're looking for, the time, we don't know that answer, but at least be willing to go to the top. And ask for that help. She, you know, she could have spent years trying to fund this company herself, but she knew that she had a big vision and that it was going to take more than what she could put on the table. And so she wasn't ashamed to ask for help. She wasn't ashamed to say, you know what, I have no idea what I'm doing. Can you help me? Can we get some capital in here? Can we get some expertise in here? And I believe that's one of the reasons why it's taken off, you know, so quickly and was such a a household name um, very early on in the game. All right, number seven, understanding what it's going to take to get you to the life that you want. So at the beginning of the book, Jessica talks about the moment when she realized that she was basically um, an alcoholic and she was drinking when she was supposed to be helping her children with getting on their Halloween costumes and then going trick or treating. And there was uh, essentially a moment of rock bottom for her where she decided she wasn't going to drink. And I think that's such a great example of what we all have to do at some point when we realize that the way in which we're showing up or the way in which we're living our lives is no longer going to get us where we want to go. And for some people, that means hiring team members because you're working yourself in the ground. For all of us, it should be protecting our sleep looking after our health, eating in a certain way. I know for me, even the the rare occasions when I drink, which is not very often, but if I do so during the middle of the week, I end up regretting it, even if it's just one glass of wine because I'm up in the middle of the night, it affects my sleep. And that means I can't be in service to my vision uh, the next day or the next few days. And I remember I've gotten this um, to a certain extent my entire life. When I was in college, I never went out. I was always studying. Now, maybe I was on the complete other side of the spectrum. <laughs> I could have had a bit more fun, but I was always wanting to be in service to the vision. I always was dedicated to what I knew I wanted to create. And if I was out drinking with friends, I knew that the next day would be a complete waste because I was a total lightweight. And so alcohol has never been my drug of choice, so to speak. Um, But I do know that I've had to shift a lot of things when it comes to food, 
uh, when it comes to my sleep, for sure, when it comes to taking breaks, when it comes to water, all the things that we're not necessarily taught growing up, especially as high performers, especially as people who want to do extraordinary things, we have to show up differently in the world. And Jessica also realized that her alcohol was a mask for what was going on beneath the surface. And so she finally got support through working with a therapist and a team to help her uncover what was really holding her back and what it was that she was trying to mask. What what was she essentially putting layer upon layer on? Um, And what was it going to take for her to move through that and really start to heal? And I see this all the time with our clients. They come into our programs. They want the strategy. They want the marketing. And they don't recognize that there's so much going on beneath the surface Uh, that needs to be dealt with in order for them to achieve the next level and to really be in their power and also experience true happiness and joy. And so it's so important that you give yourself permission to really take a look at what right now is harming me, what is stopping me from moving closer to the vision, what is stopping me from getting the life that I want, whether it is something like Um, having more time with your family or creating a business or just, again, experiencing joy? And what is it going to take for me to get there? And then also, what am I trying to cover up? Like if it is food or alcohol, what am I covering up right now that needs to be dealt with? Have I ever actually done personal development work? Have I ever looked at my mindset? Have I ever uncovered any of the stuff that might be going on beneath the surface that is harming me? Do I need to heal? Uh, We all have core wounds. We all have core fears. We all have stuff going on that needs to be dealt with. Otherwise, again, we're going to self-sabotage. We're going to stop ourselves. We're not going to experience the level of life that we all desire and deserve. All right, number eight, the final tip is be an open book. So that's something that I've always admired about Jessica is her willingness to be real. Um, I discovered that first on Newlyweds. I'm sure a lot of other people did if you were a fan of that show. Just her honest uh, quality, her openness, her ability to be goofy, not care what people think, all of that. And in the book, of course, there's moments where she definitely cared what people think. She talks about how um, when she had that whole mom jeans fiasco, I don't know if anyone even knows what I'm talking about, but basically she was photographed um, at some very unflattering angles and people started to scrutinize her weight. And she talks about how at the time she was a size four. And looking back, she didn't, you know, she didn't go to the cameras and say, oh, I'm a size four. I only weigh this much. She was like, no, this is not OK that we that us as women and as a society that we scrutinize people for their shape, for their body, for who they are. And so she was very strong in wanting to put out a message of, again, just female empowerment and being secure in yourself and being open. And and of course, she had her struggles. She had her moments where that was super painful to see those pictures, to hear those comments, to have people you know question her weight in every single interview. But she remained an open book. And I think it's, again, just a testament to who she is and how much people are craving vulnerability. And they want to relate to you. They want to understand you. They want to go beneath the surface. And I recently attended another event, and I felt like it was just all surface. And for me, I could never be that type of um, performer, that type of leader, that type of speaker. We have to go beneath the surface. And I want to get real and vulnerable with you in an even bigger way, you know, over the years to come. And I invite all of you who have brands and who have businesses to ask yourself, are you really showing up as yourself? Are you really showing up in a way that is letting people in? Do people actually know you? 
And of course, you know, as you become more famous, as you put yourself out there more, I'm not saying that you give out your phone number, (laughs) that you make it easy for people to physically be in your presence necessarily, because that's a lot to take. But are you allowing people to see the true you? Do you even know what the true you, who the true you actually is? And I think for those of us who have followings on social media, we do things that are forward facing like Facebook lives, have YouTube channels, have podcasts. I think for me, it's an invitation to recognize that we are safe because so often we think if we let people in, they're not going to like us. The business is going to fail. We're not, we're going to be judged. You know, people want to see us as leaders and perfect. And that's so not the case. People actually just want to be able to see themselves in you. And that means getting real, being vulnerable and being that open book. So I hope you loved this breakdown. I hope you go out and get this book. I'm not receiving anything for this. I just wanted to share it with you because I enjoyed her book so much. And I'm grateful that she had the willingness and the openness and the confidence to put it out there in the world because it takes a lot of guts to write something like this. So definitely get your copy of Open Book. And if you have any thoughts and any ahas throughout it, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And I'll look forward to talking to you on the next episode. I hope you loved today's episode. It's always fun to go through certain books that I'm reading. If this is something you'd like me to do more of, definitely let us know at info at iheartmylife.com. I'd also love for you to go to iheartmylife.com slash free. There you can get some incredible freebies that will support you in creating more success in your life, business, and career. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.